Boom, we're back at it here. Take a couple of those. A couple of bells, we're back in there. All right, LLF, we're back in the building for another episode. Today, we have the Ross clan in the building. Yes, sir. Yeah, we got the Ross clan in the building. Uh, we have Deshaun Ross. Yes, sir. Yes, Deshaun sir. Ross, three-time Golden Gloves winner. Your current, he currently holds the ABO Cruiserweight Championship. Yes, sir. Hometown boy, Louisville, ballad kid. Uh-huh. He's in the building, and he got the fam with it. So the rest of the fam, we got Junior, Deshaun uh-huh. Ross Junior in the house. Go to uh, how do you? Uh, eleven. Eleven. You go to Smyrna. Yep, Smyrna Elementary. Smyrna Elementary. You play uh, football what? and volleyball, and I do. Uh, I play the instrument and volleyball. All right. So the instrument you play is saxophone. Yep. And you play volleyball. Yes, sir. All right. Ain't nothing wrong. Don't see that too often. No. Ooh, ooh. And we have Destin Ross. Uh-huh. This the youngest Ross right here. Hey, Destin. May uh, you see that pen right there? May I have that, sir? <laughs> Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Destin Ross, who is two years old. Correct. Yes, sir. It's All right. Two years two. old. And of course, we have my co-host. Katie What's Marks, happening, y'all? Uh, amateur boxer, mama two, working on that capoeira thing. I'm gonna come out there to the capoeira thing. No, I'm waiting I'm on it. I'm I'm to your baseball. I made it to your baseball, Charles. Yeah. Only fair. I'm coming out there as soon as I get a chance. And then of course you got me, your favorite ring announcer, CWMC. So we're back with another episode. We got the Ross family in the house, and you know how we get down. We gonna jump right into it. Yes, sir. So, Deshaun, you are currently the ABO Cruiserweight Champion. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, Destin, you want to say something? You can say something. What you got to say? <laughs> you can say something. Watch your head. Put him on the spot. But, but no, nah, yes, I currently hold the uh, ABO Cruiserweight Championship, uh, uh, the regional ABO Cruiserweight Championship around her. All right, all right, all right. That's good. And do you have any fights coming up that you can speak on? Do you know of anything uh, that you got coming up that you can speak on? I don't exactly have a date set up right now, but currently I I, I want to be pushed for like November. Like me and my team is in the gym push uh, working extremely hard right now. So I say about like early to mid November I should be fighting again. Should and what gym are you representing right now? I know you've changed the gym. Oh uh, yeah, currently right now I had went back to the gym that I started with, which is TKO. I'm wearing, working with James Dixon. Uh, okay. But, okay. Yes, but it's, I don't forget about my JC family. There's still a lot of love in the Indian over in Indiana. All right, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. So you know, in in part of the boxing world, that that happens. So that's not unusual, is yeah. it? No, not unusual. That happens. You started as an amateur with Dixon and worked your way through the pro ranks. Yeah, I started as an amateur. Yeah, Dixon got uh, me and Dixon had my first amateur fight. Uh, it was it was back at the club show. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I think that's when the first time I met you. Yeah, because you spar with Robbie all the time. Yeah, one of my ex teammates, but. Yeah, you'd, you'd either be, it was probably Nick Barry's show then. Oh. It was on the same card. Yeah, I think it was, Nick. Mm-hmm. No, that was the second fight. My first mm-hmm. fight was actually at the, uh, Dixon had a, uh, he rented out a, I want to say a place off Blankenbaker. 
Okay. And he had a show there. And that was the first show. First first fight I ever had. And we, my my whole amateur career, I was with Dixon. And then when I turned pro, uh, that's when I met my 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 old coaches in Indiana. And they turned me pro. And, um... To my next fight, I currently go. My my next fight, I currently be under uh, Dixon. Wait, all right, yeah. all right, all right. Shout out to Dixon, TKO, JC. What's up, fam? How y'all doing? Both of y'all. You wanna you wanna go out there and watch TV? You don't? All right, well, you can stay in here. Y'all stay in here. Stop. Sit down. Sit down. Two year old adventure time. Mister Ross Junior. Since you're in the building. What do uh so you said you playing basketball, you playing football now? Yes, sir. So what uh sport is it is what is this football now? Is it football? Uh, yes. It's football? So uh how's that going? Have y'all started playing yet? Uh yes, but I'm not yes. Um um I'm not playing like right now. I'm trying to uh get better. Uh-huh. And so right this minute I'm not playing. I'm waiting for uh the basketball season. So this minute I'm uh working on my footwork and um everything I need to from my football and uh basketball I'm get I'm getting ready for that. All right, that's good, that's good. What do you uh you been to a lot of your dad's fights? You been to you go to him? How does that work? Uh, how do you, yes. How do you feel when he's fighting? Uh good. <laughs> you don't get scared? No, because I already know he's gonna win. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I already know. Yeah, I already know he's gonna win. So uh Ballard High School. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Four year. Ballot alumni in the house. Yeah, that's where I was where I play where I was a football. I'm my football ballot from 04 to 08, brothers know what it is. Um we ran we ran K H S A A. Say it again. Say it again. K H S A A A. Right. But yes, I also after after my ballot days, I went on to play college in Illinois. Uh where I won a junior college championship in uh Glen Ellen, Illinois. And then after uh, Glenn Allen, Illinois, so I took a scholarship up in Missouri. Uh-huh. And from there, I, I graduated from K-State. K-State, who you with? K-State. Okay, uh, I ain't know that. I ain't yeah, know he's a K-State alumni. Yes, yeah, so a K-State alumni. Well, I uh, studied physical education and mining and coaching. Oh, good stuff. Uh-huh. Good stuff. Yeah, you got a backup plan. Yeah, good to have a backup plan hey, for boxing, yeah, right? Yeah. Yes, backup playing in the house. Backup playing in the house. Knowing, knowing you for a while, of course, you have to notice if you if you follow Ross and you pay attention to local fighting, you'll know him being a Louisville native. But um, he initially wasn't cruiserweight when he first started boxing. So <laughs> similar to um, another person we had on the show, Josh Flores, he's made a huge transformation. How that's been a few years now where you've made that that change for the better of your career, I would assume, right? Oh uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, so I guess what really made me uh make a uh, make a leap is uh I want to say back when the pandemic first started, uh, I, I received a um, promotional uh, offer from a uh, from a promoter out in Vegas, um, named Evalo. So I was mm-hmm. out in so. So for a whole year I was in Vegas and I was sparring against some of the best athletes and I was holding my own and whatnot. But I saw what 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 big of a jump and I saw like I have so much more so much so much more of an edge if I was to come down and wait because speed power but I also be out of hour with a lot of opponents because at the heavyweight division as y'all see now the Deontay Wilders and the Tyson Furies is six seven mm-hmm. or or even the, the the smaller heavyweights nowadays is six four right like, where, right where, where, when Tyson the Tyson days on average the heavyweights were six three. And normally they was around six two. So t- with Tyson's frame of five ten, he was like sat in there. 
So to, to, to make to make my career long and to, to keep my brain power cells intact, in I decided to make a leap down in the cruiserweight division. So that was a so that's a step down. So you was up and there wait, and it came yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. Yes, right, I came right. down. Smart move, mm-hmm. smart move. Everybody say, you know, college graduate stuff paid off. Be like, smart move. Let me, <laughs> Let me just jump on down here. Yeah, <laughs> that's not play with them, uh, them big boys. <laughs> right. What's up, see him? All right, he's good. I'm just making sure he ain't, making sure he ain't got no turn nothing up. Yeah, yeah. Well, no <laughs> like, I'm going to have to pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy, Daddy ain't made a big fight contract yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goal, though. Yeah, that's the definitely the goal. <laughs> so with uh, so with that being said, Junior, how'd you feel when he said he was coming to here to do an interview? You said you was gonna sit in on this one. You said you were gonna <laughs> yes. wait on this one. Yes, sir. <laughs> so your time to shine too. Look at him. There he is, peeking yes. his head up. He made it from one side to another. <laughs> He's like, hey, watch me. <laughs> So speak he's playing, speak. he's playing hide and seek with himself, y'all. Right. So, <laughs> so explain uh how's the family work with you, man? Would you go into boxing? How does that how is that family dynamic working? Sons uh, and uh, uh, yeah, that's another uh reason. So um so coming back from Vegas, so uh, I was gonna I was gonna come back from Vegas, but I was gonna do the type of thing where I go back and forth to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Well also in like uh the spring of what, twenty twenty one, I received custody of my oldest son. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so with being a new, uh, new four-time father, and uh, kind of like new to it, because I was like, my son was first in Minnesota, so I get him every Christmas and every whole summer. So I was, I was a seasonal parent, so it was kind of different. So taking on the full-time father role, I decided to stay home where I would have more help because I was scared and it was something new. So I decided not to go back to Vegas, and uh, I decided to stay home and whatnot. So. So me and so me and my older son was transitioning, and also when I first went to Vegas, I had my my youngest son. He was just born at the time, so I was fresh fresh fatherhood. Uh-huh. So coming back home, uh, me and my son, me and my older son was was getting into the routine of things. He was trying to play football. I was trying to keep him acclimated with with learning new things from kids because jumping from Minnesota to Louisville was a big transition for him. And so uh, I guess it was, I was just trying to show him the dedication and show him like. Like how, like you get out, you get out of life what you put in, basically. So right, say that again. Yeah, so, <laughs> say that again. And I feel like a lot of times in life, like we become more vocal, and I wanted to be, I'm like more of a, like a visual teacher. So I wanted to show him visually how everything goes. So, so it was me and him first. Me at first, me and him. Um, first, it was me and him, like going back, like going back and forth to the gym at night, running. Then we'll go to the boxing gym. Then he'll see me going to his practices, right, and everything. So, so in his mind, he's like, "Okay, daddy's working hard, so right. I have to work hard." And then on top of that, I had to, I had to also work. And then um, seeing my youngest, then then my younger son, as as I started uh, being home more and more, well, as the months went on, my younger son started getting older. He started recognize what was going on. So he, so he's in there, and he get to play with other kids, and also gives gives them like a positive message because. I don't know. He he get to see Desi, Daddy in a positive outlook, and he's like, "Okay, I either got to do this or that, but I'm not going this way." So, hey, that, yes, that's a wonderful thing. Yeah. That is a wonderful thing right there, and I'm glad that you said that and that he gets a chance to say that. So, coming right back at you, Ross Junior. Yes. How you feel about that when you watch the dedication and you see what your dad's got going on? How does that? Have you taken that in? How does that help you with your things that you're doing? 
good and motivate and motivate it motivate it motivate motivate motivates me motivates me to uh work harder and never give up. Yeah. Alright, Dad, man, that's awesome. And that's Daddy's awesome. still that's chasing right. his dreams, right? Yeah, but mm-hmm. bigger, yeah, but bigger than that though. More, I, I want them to know more than that though. They right. the reasons. They my reasons why. Like you right. know, like I don't know. Like also too, as realistically speaking, uh, I'm I'm a man, but I was an immature boy at first when I had him. So like trying say to again, so, <laughs> say, say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, so try transition right. into the uh, into a like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm saying boys being up in here, and I can't say it no bad. It was like it was it was difficult for me too though. So. You're like, oh wait, I always wanted to be the full time parent. Oh, oh shoot, shit. shoot, I am the full time parent. So I can't like, I I can't dish you off her. You can't, you know what I'm saying? But full time job. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah, so it's running routines and everything like that, getting into the rhythm of everything. It's good you got a lot of fam though here, yeah, right? So I said, Your yeah. whole fam. So yeah, I want to yeah, shout out to shout out to my mother Angela Ross and my father Joseph nice, Ross who nice. helps me tremendously. Hey, enough uh, said. It's hard to do it without that family support. Yeah, 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 but every morning I get to go in this room, like, cause like I go to work at eight in the morning, and right. I, and I work approximately about thirty minutes. So every morning I start, I have to get up between five and six to run. But every morning that's like, nah, Ross, don't do it. Then I go in, I look at his room, I say, Ross, you gotta do it. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? You gotta right. do it. So like, bigger than that, I stay on him, but. He's the reason that I'm able to stay on myself. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, that's wonderful. That's a big thing. That's a big thing. You need a water? Destin, do you need a water? <laughs> you need water, bro? Hold on. I got one for you. You see, this whole posture change. Yeah. I know. You need a water? He said, dang, I got the problem, and you got the solution. <laughs> <laughs> you need water? You ain't going to spill this, are you? Say thank you. All right. Got to thank you no whole uh, It's time to right. say pop pot, y'all. Is that what it is? <laughs> I'm just like pop pop. He working on his words. He just he got thank you down. He said thank you. He he, he could talk. He say words. He, he talks when he wants to. He he plays the role. <laughs> he plays the role. So uh, how often you work out a week? So you run every day. What else you do? How uh, often you go to the gym? Uh, I try to go to the gym every day. Uh, some some. Whoa 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 whoa! Hey, that's not no 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 no. Out of there. Come out of there. I try to I try to work out every day, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm trying. That's why I say I'm trying to get on a routine because I, at first I was working out sporadically, but I try to do at least two times a day by running in the morning, then going to the boxing gym in the afternoon. But I'm trying to get a little bit more discipline, so I only have to work out two instead of three times to make weight. Because like we said, I I jump from heavyweight to cruiser, so. I, I don't like sometimes washing my portions at the table. Yeah, <laughs> say that again. Who does? Like, I'm gonna need all Who that. Need all my food. <laughs> Yeah, I need all that stuff. <laughs> so, so definitely different. It's definitely different. Like having to get on the scale and, and look at the number and be like, "Okay, Ross, you on it? You made it." <laughs> so paying attention to your weight—that's something that you have to stay on top of now that you drop down. Oh uh, yes, it definitely is. Uh, Cause I know, I know that I don't want to go over two twenty. If I go over two twenty, it's gonna be a, a real headache trying to trying to come down. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm to be honest, but now that I'm getting older, I say mm-hmm. I now I don't want to go over two ten because. Vice is now being called sporadically, like, like, like you get a call out the blue. Yeah, the blue. Yeah, <laughs> like you be trying to take his fight, da 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 da. Uh, and so right. it's like, all right, Ross, if you want to take him fights, you know, ten pounds, ten pounds is, is nothing. But anything over that, you're gonna be draining yourself. Yeah, and you ain't gonna, and they ain't gonna get the best Ross. And I feel like that's what kind of happened in my last fight. And last fight. Let's speak on the last fight. Who was last fight against? Uh, Ramsey mm-hmm. McGraw. And where was that at? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was out in um. 
at the fire grounds of Shelbyville, but Shelby Ground, Shelby Fire Grounds. So that was out out there. And what was the uh, what was the result on that fight? Uh, I won. It was a six round fight. I won unanimous. I won unanimous decision. Uh, it was a unanimous decision win that I felt like. Uh, I mean, I felt like. I feel like my mechanics is getting better, right? But but, but my. I don't know, like, I don't know. I was, I kind of felt like in my heart I was a little rusty, and I, and I don't really want to touch on why I felt like I was a right. little rusty. Right, you don't like have it, to. You don't like have it'll, to. It'll rough with some feathers, but I just feel like I wasn't the best me. But I also feel like, you know, what I'm saying, like, I can't blame everybody. I get to look in the mirror and take some of the blame too. But I just feel like I wasn't the best me in that fight. Was it a while in between fights though? That's, I mean, I could say that for myself. Like, I had a year out. Could jump back in. I'm like, I'd sparred and sparred and got ready for this fight, but getting in the ring again is is still like shit. Timing still late. You're thinking too much, and you just gotta let it flow. But it's hard being inactive at sometimes. Yeah, but I can't even say that because the the fight before that, I want to say I was in like uh May May okay, the first. So, you had so a fight. I, it was like I got you. It was back to back. But like I said though, I feel like I don't know. Like they, I wasn't. They weren't getting the best me in 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 a way because I don't know my lack of preparation wasn't wasn't the ones that was happening before that like the preparation that was happening before the fights uh-huh. before my last two fights was a lot better and I felt like I don't know the last two fights that that, that people seen of Ross wasn't the most most I don't know the most well put together fights. Well, that's all right. We gonna see the best of you coming you up. That's all we got, and you, you gonna keep something every time, right? And you are gonna keep striving. You learn from that, and we are gonna see better. And you are gonna continue to get better, and we gonna continue to support you. The whole city gonna support you. Right. So mid November, you thinking your next one? Do you know any anywhere about local, or are you gonna have to trial for that one? No. Nah, uh, so my next fight, I want to be local, but but then right after that, when I want to jump and take a fight, yeah, like a like a probably a B side fight. So take one more fight with my new coach. Uh-huh. Um, Getting with him, getting getting back, getting everything, all the mechanics, getting the oil, getting the WW, uh, the W, y'all know, the yeah, oil can. Yeah, yeah. The 10 man, the oil can, oiled up, ready, and, and I don't know. And then that, right after that, probably jump into a major fight. Like, or either either take, either jump into a major fight or, or get my uh, fight, get my revenge back from when I lost the fight. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. So you yeah. are, let's see, you are 8 and 1, aren't you? Yeah, yeah you're not, not. That uh, that one loss. Where did that come from? Uh, it came from uh, fighting Sean LaHarry down in West Virginia. I went down to his backyard where he was a tough, where he was a tough, he was a tough fighter. Right. And uh, and I flat out say I lost that fight. Uh, I flat out say I lost that. He was. Right. I don't know. He took he took me the distance. He, right. Uh, I don't know. Everything. I feel like that that was the that was the first fight that made me realize they said that fighters make fights. Fighters make fights. Fight, yeah. yeah. Style was a style different style yeah. class. Like he was like one of the fighters that could take a punch, uh, energize, you know what I'm saying? Don't get tired and just keep coming. So like the more the more I started winding down, the more he started pumping up. And that was just like, oh, that's just all the fire he needed. Plus plus he had the home, the cry, the, the home time. Yeah. yeah. And I wasn't because like, I don't know. And that was also the first fight that I was that I had that I was in the hometown. Hometown, mm-hmm. yeah. So like, yeah. it's different. Yeah, so it's I so hit him with like a five punch combination. The crowd would be, 
You can hurt tissue hit the ground. He hit me with boom, a boom, boom. Yeah, he hit me with a baby jab. They go, oh, crazy. And you're like, that wasn't shit. So I'm like, man, I gotta get this back. Then I'm tying myself out. Then I'm thinking like, all right, Ross, you losing the fight. But then my corner's like, Ross, no, you win. And then you go back and watch the fight. You're like, man, if I'd have just stayed and did this. I would have did that. It really wasn't that bad. It's everything else around you, like yeah. the input, but I'm zone like, out. But I'm like, now, I, yeah, that's that's one one revenge fight that I have to have. You want that fight back? Yeah, you want the fight back? You want to know what? And you learn yeah. from it too. So. Maybe he would come to your hometown. Yeah, that's yeah, so what I said. Maybe cool. or maybe that's why I said because uh, I feel like the, uh, the the corn I have now is getting me well put together, and then we have pieces here in town that that's going. Help me spar. Uh-huh. Yeah, so who's your sparring partners? Any main sparring partners? Or you kind of have to travel to find some good sparring partners at your weight. Uh, yeah and no. So, so like I said, I just switched over to James Dixon. So right. we, we just now start. We just now starting our camp. So he he has two heavyweights. Uh, he had one come in from from out. I want to say like England or somewhere right. like that. Oh wow! That, yeah, it's like six he's four, two sixty. Damn, he's gonna be a good sparring partner. Then he has another guy to come in town, six six. I want to say he said two thirty. That's gonna be like this is in house work. That'll be there twenty four seven. Then I also have Dante Mays that I still can uh, reach out to. And then it's uh I don't know it's a couple of uh, local fighters around the area like around the Nashville Cincinnati area that I can also reach out to that we can spar. And uh, Jarvis has some some good some good cruiserweights. So hopefully, hopefully, like in this camp, we all can like get on one accord and meet up to different gyms and spar and get ready. Cause I'm cause I'm trying to go. Feel you on that. I feel you on that. That's good. That's good. And that's glad to hear. You also got the support too, Mister Junior. How you doing over there? Good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. You got so do you box? Are uh, you gonna box? No. I don't, <laughs> I don't like getting it. hit in my face. <laughs> <laughs> As the majority of the population does not. I don't right, blame you right. on that one. Don't worry about it. I don't box either. I don't like getting hit in my face either. <laughs> That's wrong with that. That's wrong with that at all. So when he uh, when he fights, when your dad fights, does he go to your do you go to his fights? Or uh yes. can go to? I go to his fights. I go to all his fights. Do you? So when he comes out of town, he go out of town with you too? Oh uh, yeah, he went to the uh, he West went to Virginia. the West Virginia fight with me. Did he? Yeah, how'd you feel about that West Virginia fight where he took the air? What was you thinking? I was mad, I was crying. Hey, see? See? That's why I said, yeah. That's love. That's motivation too, right there. Like, hold on. This is not gonna happen again. Y'all can't have it happen again. <laughs> can't have that happen again. <laughs> but yes, yes, it's definitely that's revenge fight, and it's definitely a whole lot of fights in my division that I really, really want. Like in the, like especially like leading up next year. Uh huh. Is there? Yeah, yeah, like especially just how next summer. <laughs> next summer, I want uh to be honest, I want to uh, get wind up and keep going and keep fighting. But I really want to fight Brandon Glad, and he's like the number one cruiser in the U.S. Is it? Call it yeah. out. Yeah. Call it out. Yeah, go ahead. Call and, it and what's so crazy about it is he also went to HBCU and played football, so we can make it a big. Big oh, yeah, you can make a big thing out big of that. Ex-football players turn yeah. boxer. Yeah. yeah. So, like, so next summer, I definitely want that to happen. Also, uh, a guy out in Vegas, one of Jake Paul, he he, he always with Jake Paul, uh, Javion Love. I want that fight to be in the next two fights, something yeah. like that. And then... Uh, That's a good call. Yeah. That's a good call. He's hungry. Now, Watch uh, out. Speaking of Jake Paul, you were supposed to be... A fight on the undercard at that Jake Paul that got canceled. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was supposed to fight on the undercard. I was supposed to fight a guy out of Vegas. Uh, 
can't think of his name right now. It was it was it was gonna be like a sixty forty fight, but they don't know the sixty forty was gonna go my, my yeah, they, way. Yeah, they ain't know that, did they? Yeah, they, ain't know that, <laughs> they ain't know they was bringing in somebody that ain't ate in four weeks, and I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> As we like to hear, we hungry down here in Louisville with this. <laughs> we, we, gonna, we, we are. We're going to come out this young You got one? Uh, I mean, looks like a bright future ahead. I mean, you how long you been pro now? Like three, four years? Uh, I turned pro that? in 2019. 2019. 2019. So, uh, so nine fights in three years. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's so a good amount. You're on the right good, track. Good ratio. For uh, pros, yeah, you don't fight as often as amateurs, more because you're taking more blows to the head and they're right. longer fights. And that's why you spend more time preparing for the pro fights than yeah. as you would amateur in between fights. I mean, how I many amateur fights did you have? Do you know off the top uh, of your head? I want to say I want 12. 30. Dang. Yeah, 200, 150, nah, nah, 89, 74. I didn't have that many. You didn't start. I want to say like 32. Yeah, did you start fighting in college, yeah. huh? Amateur? No, nah, nah, it was like high school. It was after college. So after, after college. Right after okay. college, I was playing uh, arena football. Then I kept yeah. getting cut back and forth like every was, week to week. Then I was <laughs> mess, mess with the fire. <laughs> fire. No, 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 no. I was actually in... Uh, I had went to uh, Sioux Falls, oh, Sioux Falls, Sioux Falls, yeah. Illinois, which was uh, they was in the IFL. They was at the time they was winning the championship. I I got cut from her. From her, I went to Albuquerque, New Mexico, and then right after Albuquerque, right after I got cut in Albuquerque, I went up to Arizona, and then from Arizona I came home. But at the time I was making two hundred dollars a week, and I had my son, I had my older son because I had my older son yeah. my freshman year of college. So I was like, I'm, I originally was gonna give it up Wait, and just start and start working. Like starting getting a job, but then a buddy just out of nowhere. It was it was something crazy. I was sitting at home watching Tyson. Random. ESPN. They were showing the reruns of Tyson, and then uh, like right when I did that, uh, my buddy had just called in, like a uh, like a guy by the name uh, uh, Earl Heyman, who used to play for the New Orleans Saints. He played at Ballard when I, when I, heard I that played name before. He from Ballard? Yeah, he went to Ballard. He was a U.S. Army All-American, but he was a U.S. Army All-American when it was only one game. Like now they got like ten games, so if you if you halfway good, you're gonna be an All-Star game. This right. is when you only there was only a two two man roster from all over the world, and uh, well, I guess he had box too. He was boxing right. too, so right. he was into it, and he called me. He was like, uh, but at the time I was two hundred and ninety pounds. So Ooh, he was 90 200 I was, like, In college I played D-tackle so, so, <laughs> hey, listen, so listen Y'all won't believe this I, right. In my life I was as high as three, Out of high school I was 350 pounds Goodness What? Crazy. I never guessed that <laughs> Yes and, 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 I, and I have a, And then the lowest I have been In a fight was 195 Ooh. Wow that's so, a major difference yeah, Huge yeah. I never would have guessed that By looking at you right 350. now 350 to one so, and, I, and, and then and, 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 That's, that's been always been My biggest problem Is conditioning when, I ain't gonna say conditioning Condition and it's, it's staying disciplined with the condition. That's yeah. right. You know what I'm saying? There's two different things. You could be bad, bad. I guess bad. No, I guess it's all one. Discipline right. with condition because it's, it's, everybody can make that condition in battle. Right. But uh, he had caught me. I was 290 pounds, and, and but I was like, oh, uh, because because uh because right after I got cut, I had to move in with my daddy, and my daddy's not like an easy cookie to live with. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so I was sitting there. So so the army, the army had the army had flash right in front of my face, and I was I was thinking about being all I could be. Right. And then and then look, I called, look, I, I, look, I even called him and everything, and, and signed up and uh and went up to and did the interview in Jefferson Mall. Then I told him I had to go to the bathroom. He's still waiting for me to come back to this day. So. <laughs> Do you ever come back? 
bathroom. Nah, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> so after recruiters looking for me, uh, uh, I'm doing side the line, side the dotted line. <laughs> so nah, so then, uh, so then, so then I, I started going. As a matter of fact, uh, y'all know where the the glass glass work art place is? It's yeah, gym down yeah. at the bottom. Yeah. So I had, so I had, I said, all right. So the, the next week, I said, I met him over. So then I met, so then I started meeting him at the glass work art uh, film. Where the toughest training I ever had, because he was in the process of making me lose the weight. Right. And then, so, like, we used to have to run all the way up and down first. I mean, the places I want to say, like, on ninth, we had to walk all, we had to walk all the way, run to the Boys and Girls Club and back, which was like four and, four and a half to five miles. So, just imagine a 290 pound guy doing that. Ooh, I can see Man. that now. I'm thinking you get ready to die. Yeah, but but believe it or not, but I want to say in the, in the first three months, he had me down to 240. <laughs> 240 pounds. I was going to say he was about 250 when I knew you yeah. when, when you were first with Dixon, like just turned pro. He was about 250. No, nah, I see. Look, I I, I wasn't, I was an amateur when I was with uh, You were still an amateur with the Dixon. Okay. I right, said, so this is going to be the fight that I have, the fight that I have in November will be the first fight I have under Dixon. All right. That's cool. That's good. Okay. That's good. As a pro. As, yeah, as, as, a, as pro, a pro. As a pro on the pro side. Got you. It's okay. So, if as long as you're not bothering. Is that right? Uh, I don't want to say anything without saying anything. What's the uh, difference of gyms or anything? What's it like fighting with Dixon now compared to that without being negative in any type of way? Just uh, uh, what brought that about or anything like no, that that you can speak on? I just feel like uh, you become a play. You become somewhere and you become a point in your career where you where where either a it become not fun no more because you outlearn what you can learn. Uh-huh. Or B, or just to be honest, I felt like some of the stuff that I was lacking, I couldn't be taught because the people didn't know it. Because they was like, my particular culture was that like was learning was like really like a, a student, a knowledgeable person of a different different format of a different sport in the in the in the compact world uh-huh. compared to where I'm going to. And like on a level where I felt like I met, I felt like I had to be, I had to change and go with Dixon. All right. You know what I'm saying? So. And uh, cause there's another thing too that fighters often face, especially Louisville fighters that face here. Like you decided to stay here. So what some of them do is they fight here and then they go somewhere else. Like Muhammad Ali from here, but he moved somewhere else yeah. to get to where he wanted to get to. Yeah. So you're gonna be getting to where you want to get to and you're still gonna be trying to do it from here. So. It's all part of the game, man. It's all part of works. It works in boxing, man. Yeah, yeah. Give and take. But I understand, like, being in the boxing world and, like, seeing it, like, especially being in Vegas, I understand and see why he why he did, why he why he did do what he do and why mm-hmm. fighters leave places and go to other places. Because, like you say, like, the boxing community is so small. Like, if you're a good amateur, you're going to know. You, you, you'll mess around and be hanging out with the pros that you see on TV. That's how small – boxing is so with that being said it's not a lot of work it's not a lot of people you can spar with that was that was clutch right there it's, it's not a lot of people you can spar with in, in, in certain areas like especially different weight classes like i don't know like different areas like cater to different weight classes like for instance like when i was in vegas vegas uh-huh. was heavyweight century yeah you get what Good i'm left. saying like where like Colorado, where the Olympics uh, train at, mm-hmm. you have more of the smaller guys because the altitude and they like they move around more. Where the heavyweights are just sitting there and trading and all that, so they like being in Vegas where it's hot and and different stuff like that. So, so with that being said, and then on then on then on top of that, like your coach can travel, so mm-hmm. be, and then a lot of times like this, fighters, coaches, and fight coaches have numerous fighters. 
and they be they have different events going on at different times, so they have different what things going on. So, so they be having like different things going on. So, so the, even even that being said, sometimes the coaches be out of town a lot. So I I understand why why fighters do that. And and if I get to a point, well, not if when I get to a point in my career that can happen, then then I then I can see I can see myself going. But I, I hope that me and my coach will be on the same page then though. But I'm gonna be a fighter where my training camps will be will be in town, hometown. Like when I make it, when I when I become that that guy that everybody around the, the nation knows, I'm still gonna have training camps here. So so the people that was that was with me from when I was a nobody. Uh, can also witness the greatness that, that I'm about to uh, possess to this world. Feel that. That's big words right there. That's yeah, what yeah. we love to hear right there. Just hometown favorite make it still come back. That's what we do. And that's how the area grows. And, and that's what we're trying to do here is get that boxing, get yep. that flavor back in this city, man. And like you got, said, you could always here. you could always like do a month camp here, get ready for a fight in that city. Say you had one in Colorado or something yeah. in that altitude, you would want to prepare a little bit over there yeah. doesn't mean you're moving there, but I mean, you yeah. can always temporarily prepare for a fight anywhere, like you said. Yeah, so. like you said, the altitude is different. It's so like, different. You know what I'm saying, like we, for instance, we buy altitude masks for for the altitude where people yeah. in Colorado, Albuquerque, New Mexico, places like yeah. that is already well, don't They're acclimated. It's yeah, above, but I can't right I sea level and all yeah, that. Yeah, sea yeah. level and stuff like that. Because I remember I was when I went to Albuquerque. Shoot, I got off that. I got off the. <laughs> No, I, look, I, I would say <laughs> I would say plain, but they treated me bad. They, 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 they t- I had, I had to ride on, I had to ride on the Greyhound, so I, ain't gonna, so I ain't gonna lie to the podcast. When I got off the bus, uh, man, it was a whole different our environment, man. man it's humid oh, and buggy. It's a different kind of humidity. Uh, sweat, as soon as you stepped off man, the bus, listen, thought I was in shade. Man, what, hey, listen, when I was in Arizona, I always thought like I. I want to say like a point eight from uh, the store. I walked mm-hmm. to the store and I had to sit down. But the crazy thing about it is like, man, I'm hot, but I'm not, I didn't feel down a, a drip of sweat. I said, <laughs> I said, God, don't. I know I've been. I know I. I know I had some bad times in life, but if, if you get me through this walk, I promise I kill all my demons right now. <laughs> That's what that heat do to you out there. Nah, nah, I said West Coast heat, um, <laughs> Southwest heat. My son there. don't want me to be great, you, you guys. Yeah, yeah, he on the road today. He got some chips. Maybe he just wants some chips. Yeah, he got some chips. Yep, I got to Let him get some chips. I seen the sign, y'all. I ain't gonna like I ain't seen the sign. He went out there and got the chips on his own. Daddy here talking. I'm gonna go get these chips. I got time to play with you. Snack time. I found what I wanted. I'm good. All right. So with that being said, before we get out of here, I want to say we're gonna share some stories here. So are you in the Halloween? Wait, I just wanted to ask the the big little one, the big little one, the 11 year old. Are you in the Halloween at all? Are you still dressing up? You picking out something spooky to wear? Yes, I am. Yeah, you still doing that? What you gonna be this year? I'm gonna be Deadpool. 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 Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Well, so right. creepy. Where you come from? Uh, I don't know. I just like watching Deadpool movies, and I've been <laughs> on a lot of characters, so I just decided to pick Deadpool. What are you? All right. Marvel fan? You, you into that? Avengers, yes. All that? Yeah, I was Captain America. Hulk, yeah. Smash. I was the Flash. <laughs> so, so can I get you the outfit without the shield? No. <laughs> <laughs> But you, but you can be the shield. 
Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> That's family business right there. And then you say something about uh, you said something about video gaming. So do you do like streaming your games? Are you interested in that? Uh huh. I I don't stream because I don't like have a camera for streaming. You don't. All right, mm-hmm. but you will. And if you were to stream, what kind of games you play? Oh, um, I would probably play Fortnite and uh, Madden and yeah, and Warzone. I'll probably get Warzone. Man, I don't, the, <laughs> I feel like I feel like my daddy when he said, "Son, I don't know what you're talking about. I now know what he's talking about." But <laughs> no, listen, but Madden's been around since I was little, so right, he so. ain't ready for me on Matt Fortnite. He's the king of that. But Madden, oh yeah, yeah I'm gonna make it. I already beat you fifty-seven <laughs> to uh, five already. Did you, and did what? Did you let him win? I'm Madden. How did you do that, son? Also, uh, well, uh, well, uh, uh, so the story was. You remember when my TV wasn't broke? We played Madden together. I whooped you. No, you said. No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's let's listen, y'all. I got a picture. Let's stay facts, y'all. Cause listen, listen. (laughs) He was playing the computer on easy. And he had already had got up on them fifty nine to three. So See? I said, "No, listen." But Daddy wasn't. Uh, Daddy wasn't in in charge of the the controllers. He wasn't hitting X. The, oh. the, the computer, <laughs> the computer on Easy was the ones controlling the man. So then Daddy stepped up, grabbed the controllers. And I started scoring touchdowns. Yeah, and then, then I he, started scoring. Then he, no, the, the no. game just automatically went off. Kind of the way. game just automatically got disabled. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. What uh be careful with that cord right there if he coming that way. If he come that way, watch him with that cord. So you want to lead with that scary story for Halloween. All right, so, so Halloween here's, here's the thing yeah. right here. It's Halloween the Deshaun, the uh, champ, ABA ABO Cruiserweight champ came in during the October month. So what we wanna do is before we get out of here, share a scary story. So who leading off? No, I, nah, I, I say we go, we go this right. way. Okay. Oh, so we go this way. I go, I'll go, all right, I'll go first. Uh-huh. I'll go first. My idea, I'll go first. So um, I went to school at Grandma State, down there for a year. So uh, one time we were off campus, and we spent the night off campus. And uh, where we were at, I was asleep, right? So when you're asleep and you can feel somebody standing beside you, like the house that we were in, it had a cross right over the door. So the room that I was in had a cross right over the door. So I was asleep and I was just feeling some type of way. And you know when you sleep and you can just feel something right behind Uh you and you want to turn around, but I did not turn around the whole night. I did not turn around and I felt just something standing at the door (laughs) looking at me. No one else in the house. No one else in the house. And I just felt something. And normally I would just turn around and, you know, and I did not move a inch that whole night. I was scared to death. And then I woke up next morning and everything was fine. But it scared me through the whole night. Had problems Some presence there. Yes. I was like, it's a, it's a presence there. And I didn't want to turn around you and see it. You knew it wasn't good. It you was didn't want to see good. it. It was not good. And I didn't want to turn around and see it. So, boom, had me scared to death. Everybody tell you I ain't never been scared before. I've been scared to death. <laughs> <laughs> scared I got one. I'll try to make it short because there was a lot of events in this right. two-month time. But my grandpa, grandpa's story, when I was his age and younger, I would tell my teachers I have a Halloween story. I mean, I have I have a story that happened to my grandpa. My, my teachers would tell my mom I have a great imagination. And my mom would say, 
oh no that that really happened that was my dad and uh long story short great grandma was hanging out clothes on the line mind you there's no uh dryers so right. you're hanging clothes out on the line yeah. she felt some rocks hitting her shoulder and she thought that her two nephews great nephews whom she raised uh was playing with it, throwing rocks at her right and she's like where are the boys at they weren't they weren't around her long story short again there's a poltergeist that plagued the entire family for two months in the summer of 1957. Uh, Clayton, California is known for uh, different kind of ghost stories mm -hmm. all over town, not just this one house. But it was a house my grandpa was born in. His brother, my uncle, Raymond, was living at home with mom still. And then the two great nephews. So there's four of them at home and all kind of family members, all kind of neighbors that believed them or didn't believe them. Some people didn't believe it. I had another uncle that atheist i'm believing this stuff right and witnessed this shit got scared out of his wits but there was rocks flying windows broke but every time the windows broke it would fall outside not inside grandpa saw a whole ice chest explode all kind of craziness towels flying all over the house and anyway it was unexplained why it happened um but in two months time it started and it ended uh every day at the same time a pin on the calendar would fly down the hallway and drop and uh, <laughs> some people thought people thought my family just wanted some attention but why they're just a normal they had nine kids nine grown kids my grandpa's 25 26 and uncle's 30 or whatever why like why would they want attention a little old lady and you know some kids they want attention for what so and then according to them, it really happened. So I was always telling this at school <laughs> for Halloween. All right. <laughs> Poltergeist. Close that door. Close the door. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, what chance? Yeah, watch your hands. Watch your hands. All right. What you got for us, Junior? You got a scary story? Hold on. Come on in. You're about to wrap it up. We're about to get them together. I so this was in Minnesota. So when I was with my stepbrother and my when I was with my stepbrother and my stepsister, we was outside playing in the playground, and then uh, my mom called me. She said, uh, "Come home." This was like when the streetlights was on, mm -hmm. and it was like close to Halloween. And uh, we was walking back, and we heard some. And then we just start walking fast, and then uh, we heard something again, and then uh, we ran. We started running, and it was uh, uh, just an owl. It was, it was just an owl. <laughs> that could be scary if you don't know what it is, though. At night, yeah. All right, all right champ. All right, cruiserweight champ. You got one? Oh uh, yeah, I, I got one. I had a, I had a, I had a th uh, deep. Uh, dig deep in the membrane for this one. <laughs> but now, uh, me and my mother was neighbors for like the longest. She just recently moved from me last summer. I'm more hurt than her, to be honest. I think so. But, right. But now, make a long story short, uh, I was asleep. My mother knows my biggest fur is snakes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Say that again. Hold on. I got to drop a bomb on that. Nobody likes snakes. Listen, my biggest fur is snakes. And it's crazy. How I, <clears throat> It's crazy, it, man. It's crazy how I became snake. I was one day, I was watching the Discovery Channel, and I was too lazy to get up and change it because I had lost a remote. So they was just on there talking about snakes. <laughs> on there talking about snakes. Right. They, but listen, they got to talking about the black mamba. They said if it bites you, if you walk twenty feet, you die. From that day, I said, "Oh yeah, Ross, you ain't it ain't your time." <laughs> you say, hey, I don't know how to tell the difference between a copperhead to a to a garden snake. Sorry. All of all of them, all snakes, all of them, they're yeah. gonna kill me. Yeah, yeah. So, so then uh, my mom, like, like literally, my mom was like my neighbor. Like, li like when I opened my door, 
That was like, say this is my door, my son is uh, my mother's door. So my mom, I, see, my mama got called me just right. She called me, she's blowing my phone up, blowing my phone up, because I was, I was taking a nap. I was taking a nap and whatnot. So when I found the answer, my mom was like, Sean, I need you, I need you. Come outside right now, come outside right now, I need you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> listen, no. listen, so I opened my door. The snake is just sizzling. Oh, I said, oh, man. <laughs> Listen. I, I, I said, oh, man. Listen, I usually don't say bad words right. in front of my mama. But, <laughs> but I got, listen, but I said some things that I, that I, I wish my mama can close her, can censor her ears at the time. <laughs> right. But now, make a long story short, man. So look, but, but, but I was still, I was uh, just waking up. So my, my senses was kicking in. So I'm like, all right, all right. So then I just start throwing rocks at the snake. <laughs> Then I got the snake, but listen, funny thing, this is all listen. So then the snake was just, I was like, man, I ain't gonna touch that snake. I ain't gonna touch that snake. Then that snake still stood there for like two weeks, and then my dog just just uh, grabbed it and brought it in the house. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> brought it in the house. The dead snake. In, in, in my front and just dropped it. I said, oh, <laughs> I said he could come take me right there. He gotta let come get me or this snake. Somebody's got to go. <laughs> That's funny. You know what? Hold on. Uh, you mentioned the snake story. So let's run the story real quick. I think we all got here. a snake story. <laughs> funny thing is that my mom was involved. The snake was involved. So I was in the bed sleep. I woke up. I saw a snake in my face try to bite me. I what? Running to my mom's room. Grab my mom, throw a fit, grab my mom. My mom comes running in the room and I said, snake, snake, snake. And what a snake was, was a belt. Oh. <laughs> Freaked me out. <laughs> it was Freaked dark. Freaked me out, man, <laughs> to this day. Still I bet your mom look at you like. Yeah, like I was crazy, man. but Woo! I swear to you, I saw a snake. When I brought her in there, I saw it was a belt. Well, I was like, there's a snake right there. My baba is terrified of nah, snakes. Yeah, My baba is. Man, now that we talking about all this, it's got me. Now it got me really. <laughs> I never get one moment, man. I said, I, man, leprechaun in the hood. You ever seen that? Yes. Oh, I, I saw that. that. I saw that. That first came out, right? But I, I want to say I was younger than, than my sons. I was like eight years old. So I was like, mom, I can watch it. I can stand up. I can stand. I can. Well, I'm not going to be scared. She said, Sean, okay, you watch it. You sleeping on your own. Oh, yeah. Listen, so I was like, all right, so we sit there and watch it. Why not? You know what I'm saying? I was, I'm, I'm like, all right. But like, it was me Wide and my, uh, my, uh, my buddy. And he, he didn't show not an emotion. Like, still to this day, he was the most uh, most fearless guy I could ever meet in my life. I feel that. Like, mm-hmm. so like, he didn't say, so I tried to show no emotion. But then I, it was time to go to bed. <laughs> my mom, then, like, my mom was like, one of the parents, you got to turn the TV off at a certain time. So it was just mm-hmm. pitch black dark. So just everything in my closet, I thought that was a leprechaun in the hood coming to get me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I was like, listen, I couldn't sleep for a whole two weeks. <laughs> it got to the point two like weeks. my mama had to come in there and sleep with me. And she said, Sean, never again. Never again. <laughs> never again? Yeah, never again. I remember when I watched that too. I was I was at your mom's house too. Like, uh, when she, you my remember mom. when she, right. my, <laughs> nana, my nana, my nana, my nana, um, I, like, it was like, like almost at nighttime, I was watching the. Uh, I I watched all the leprechauns. My, the last uh, one that I watched was Leprechaun in the Hood. And um, after I got done watching that, was she told me to turn the TV off. I said, okay. And then um, when it turned pitch black, I told her to close the my closet door and please leave the light on. And she did, and when she closed the door, I went straight under my cover. Didn't make a <laughs> peep. I just stood there. And that was it. <laughs> that was it. You like to, I'm under cover. To, to my boxing family, this is how, this is a promise. But if you let people talk, they'll tell on themselves. Because 
He know he wasn't supposed to watch the Leprechaun in the hood because daddy told him, don't watch that. <laughs> straight up. Straight up. All right, here, man. We get right get out of right. right here, man. We'll start with you, Junior. Anything you like to say to people before you go? Uh, Anybody at your school? Bye. Anybody that bye. Favorite teacher? Uh, uh, I'm going to see y'all at school, and I'm going to brag about that. <laughs> I'm going to be all in the teacher's ear, right. too. <laughs> Yeah, anything you want to say before you go, Mr. Ross? Uh, I want to say th- thank, thanks to everybody that's been on this journey with me, that's going to grow with me on this journey. Thank you for everybody that's been with me because I know sometimes I'm probably not the toughest guy to deal with. Thanks, my... Uh, I really want to give a shout-out to my brother slash manager, Tremel Davis, uh, who's currently in Atlanta right now, who's a uh, healthcare recruiter manager. And uh, I don't know, he's, a, he's been a big help, too, outside of uh, my mother and daddy and everything, especially with Razor, with helping me with my kids. And now my uh my other brother who 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 lives her, uh Michael Michael Cos who also has his own clothing line called Cosmer. Oh, that's your guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got something up with that. We yeah, got yeah. we gonna talk about that after yeah, the yeah. What you what you uh, Cosmer? Yeah, he's the, he's the guy and he's like big on music, but uh that's all I got. Mm-hmm. And uh be hey follow me on Instagram, yep, which me. is uh next thing coming. Also, if you want to look me up on Facebook, Deshaun Ross, please follow my page right now while I'm an underdog because under the underdog status is only going to stay on for uh, for so long. And, and you can say you know me. I, I be on Instagram, and I'm not a big head, so you can reach out to me if you see me <laughs> at the store or, or, or you see me at, at church praying. You know what I'm saying? Right. Wait for me to get up, <laughs> but just put, put your hands on me, and, we can talk about anything you need to talk to. I am human at the end of the day. Oh, and Word, follow me on TikTok, please, and YouTube. What is it? What's your TikTok and YouTube? Uh, uh, Deshaun Ross, uh, five five seven seven, and the same thing for YouTube. All right, that works. Anything, Katie? You know, have a happy, spooky, safe Halloween yeah, coming yeah. up. My favorite just, month, my birthday okay. month. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right, we're but right. uh, yeah. yeah. And keep up with the local Louisville fight, yeah. as always. And looking forward to the bright future. Keep up with Deshaun Ross and yeah. anybody else we continue to have on the show. So yeah. keep supporting. And I want to thank y'all for having me on the show. This is big yeah. for the city and the community to to learn about uh, a sport here that's, that has history. All right. Thank you. We about to get out of here. LLF. We'll catch you next week. It's October, Halloween. Think about your costumes. We love having the Cruiserweight champion. Yeah. You, you ain't bring that bell yeah. with you, bro? Man, ah, I'm messing with him. I'm messing with him. I'm I should have, though. I'm messing with him. We love having the Sean Ross. Follow my man, hometown favorite, yes, Louisville, homeboy, whole nine. Yes, we out of here. We'll catch you watching. next rip, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs>